We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That is Tyler Siski. We're coming to you from the quick recruiting uh, offices today as we test some equipment, as we get ready to uh, – we've been talking about the road to Boise for so long that I think sometimes we forget that we're actually going to go to Boise. So we're testing equipment. You guys are guinea pigs. We're working it out, figured some things out here in the last few minutes. So appreciate you being with us. Here on this Monday, December the fifth, if you are um, if you're listening in the eastern part of Michigan and you like to wear green, I'm your guy. Uh, we can make something happen. Been in communication with some of the people connected to Eastern Michigan. Probably going to work something out. Just we're good. Okay. People want us to zoom in the camera. We're just trying to get the audio working. We'll get all that stuff later. You can try to zoom in if you want. Yeah, you can go for it. <laughs> Did you get it zoomed in? All right. Okay. So, uh, anyway, we're brought to you each and twice a week. This week, it might just be once a week because we got a lot of studio stuff going on. We might try again later this week. I don't know that we're going to be on the exact schedule this week, but we're working on some stuff. We're brought to you. Each and every time by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Tyler, how are you? You know, Neil, I'm doing great. Almost as good as you're doing today. You've been through it. I mean, you got migraines. Yep. I, I just want to admire your patience throughout the uh, technical difficulties. We had some technical difficulties last week had some technical difficulties today and I would have thrown that computer through the fucking window if I were you. So I I admire your patience. I appreciate that. Thank you. So I just, I just get people to, that we pay to come here and and be smarter than me. Well, Cole and Austin figured it out. They did. And I I helped a little bit. We kind of had some thoughts. We put our brains together. My brain is not as sharp today as I would like for it to be. But, I heard uh, that rain, total body fuel, improves your mental concentration. Did well, you know that? I, I did not know that, but you know what? 
It says so right here on the back. It says increased concentration. Oh, okay. So I've got the orange dreamsicle today. Yeah. What you got? You got uh, I Melon got Mania? Melon Mania. Um, that's one of my go-tos. Uh, one of my favorites. It's definitely in the rotation. Okay. So uh, let's get to some of the topics that are out there. I don't think I even need the headset right now. That way I, can, I don't get the echo in my own head. Deion Sanders, they got the coaching circle, coaching um, carousel going full speed. Got uh, Deion Sanders announced at Colorado. He'll coach the Celebration Bowl on Saturday, and then he'll be, in his words, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. He'll be back in Boulder, uh, <laughs> I guess, a week from now, ready to completely revolutionize Pac-12 football. You know, I just let you – you just threw a softball up to me. I just let you straight out of that one. I, thank you. Um <laughs> Uh, Scott Satterfield, a little bit of a surprise this morning, left Louisville. Yeah, to, how about uh, that? Headed to Cincinnati. Uh, Seth Luttrell steps down. I just saw where uh, Tulsa appears pretty close to making a hire. Wilson, I think. There had been a lot of talk about Barry Odom, the defensive coordinator at Arkansas, leaving for that job. And from what I've been able to read, earlier today I had someone tell me that Odom was staying at Arkansas. I didn't really believe them, but now I guess I should believe them because it appears that Tulsa can't pay the head coach what Arkansas can pay the defensive coordinator. What's he making at Arkansas? Do you know? Close to two? I think it's a little over two. Oh, well, yeah, I wouldn't leave for that. Who wants to, Who wants that headache for yeah, another million know, bucks? So, what, you know, how good of a job is Tulsa in a renovated American? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, so I'm assuming that you that you saw this uh, team meeting that Dion had with his players. I, I did not see it until this morning, and I saw all the conversation about it, and I knew that you wanted to talk about it. So yes, I pulled it up and I watched like seven and a half minutes or so. Is what okay. I saw. Is that about what it was? It's like yeah, um, somewhere in there. I watched the extended version today. Okay, I've not seen the extended version. I've seen the first seven and a half minutes where he stops with, okay, that's that's mine, now on to you, where I assume that's where he read the riot act to a handful of players. I don't I don't know. Um, it was interesting. I watched his the video of his arrival at Boulder. I guess that was Saturday night. Got the tour yeah. of the facility. Um, and then I saw the, like, the aforementioned seven and a half minute video that was all about him and the changes that he's going to do and where he reiterated the same phrase over and over and over and I thought he called out some players he talked about how it was going to be different in a week there weren't going to be any hats there weren't going to be any earrings there weren't going to be any hoodies everybody was going to be uniform and all of that which is fine all of those things are fine um I think he's in for an awakening yeah. But look, he's a guy that everywhere he's ever been, people told him you can't play baseball and play football. And he said, watch. And he did. Uh, he was a guy who famously played in a NFL game and then flew to Atlanta to be in a baseball playoff game. I mean, not many people can pull that off. No. He was, uh, he was an, el- an elite, elite, elite NFL cornerback. Uh, people said you can't. Maybe one of the best ever. Yeah, was was a great kick punt returner. Um, can kind of do anything. 
People said, well, you won't be able to do it at Jackson State. He did. Not only did he do it, he did it incredibly well at that level. He dominated the SWAC the last two years. This year's team is does not appear to even be beatable at that level. Um, so I guess people like me count him out a little bit and say, well, you're not going to be able to do that at Colorado. And his history says that he's going to say, watch me. Yeah, I had a hard time with a team meeting video. I agree with what he is saying. I don't have a problem with what he was, the message he was delivering. It's probably more how the message was delivered a little bit. Seemed like in a personal attack on kids that he's never met before. It's what it felt like. You know, this is, you know, I'm coming, I'm coming. All due respect to Dion, he's not playing anymore. And uh, he's not going somewhere that was really close. He's not going somewhere that, man, you know, they were five and seven and they lost five of the last seven games by a score or less. And you can go in and give a rah-rah speech and get people to try real hard and you're going to win eight or nine games. He's going somewhere that was DFL. You know what DFL stands for? Uh, dead for? Dead fucking last. Gotcha. Okay. They were D- DFL in scoring defense in the NCAA FBS. Dead last. They were fourth from DFL in scoring offense. They were 1-11. I want to let that sink in. 1-11, DFL in scoring defense and fourth from DFL in scoring offense. This isn't a, hey, let me go add a quarterback. I don't care if your luggage is Louie. I don't care if your luggage is a Delta 747 jet. You're going to need a hell of a lot more than that to turn that around. It's a complete roster overhaul. Complete roster overhaul. In fairness to him, while I agree with you, is it possible that that video was shot not that let me rephrase that 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 speech was not really for the benefit of the people that were receiving the speech in the room that speech was for the benefit of the people that he's going to turn around and try to recruit to Colorado over the next no weeks that's completely I get what you're saying but it's still disrespectful oh there's no question about that I mean to the people in the room yeah to the kids in the room look at the end of the day they got recruited all those kids did was take a scholarship. All right, I mean, you want to blame Carl Durrell, you want to blame Mel Tucker, whoever the people that over the last three, four years put that roster together, they put the roster together. The kids – it's like when a coach gets hired and he's completely in over his head and he fails. And people go, well, that was like Ed Orgeron at Ole Miss. Yeah. People go, well, you know, Orgeron, I'm like, no, you're blaming the wrong guy. I mean, you're, when you're yelling at the coach who wasn't ready, who took the job, you're yelling at the wrong person. You should be upset at the people that offered the job in the first place to the guy that wasn't ready when there were more qualified candidates out there that you could have hired. Carl Durrell did not do a good job at Colorado. That's obvious. Coaches who were doing good jobs don't go 1-11 with their team's DFL or close to DFL in every major category. That's usually a problem. You had talent evaluation. You had talent development issues. You had cultural issues. And yeah, Dion, whenever a team goes one and eleven, at the end of a one and eleven season, I covered a two and ten season at Ole Miss in twenty eleven. And at the end of that season, those kids were beaten down. Yeah. They were done. They had let go, they had quit, and anybody could have beaten them. Anybody. 
Ole Miss at the end of 2011 would not have finished in the upper half of the Sun Belt. They were done. Now, Hugh Freeze came in, renovate, but he didn't do it that way. Dion's way was a little bit more in your face. And maybe and, and, and hey, look, it's possible, Tyler, that he was just telling the truth when he looked at him and goes, yeah. I, I, "I'm going to make you quit." And I I agree. That's what I'm saying. I agree with what actually what he was trying to say. But those kids, you just hit the nail on the head. They've been beat down, man. They've been beat down. They don't need to somebody to come in there and tell them that they suck. It's pretty much what he did. They don't need that. They already yeah, know. They that, know, right? I mean, it's. They were out there on the field for all 11 of those losses. They they know where they were. And then it was like, the other part I didn't like, this this kind of, again, took me the wrong way, is, hey, all right, what questions you got for me? Because don't go out there and because everybody's going to ask you questions. You're going to be Mr. Talkative. If you got questions, ask me. So they start asking questions. Hey, what's our offseason going to look like? Yeah, I missed that part. What, tell what's me, our off take me gonna, through that. What's our offseason going to look like? We're going to work hard. Well, no shit. It was never an answer to the question. Um, are there any going to be an assistant coaches retained? Nope, firing all of them. It just didn't have to be that way. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah. again, he's not lying. I'll make sure that's that's out there. I have no problem with the with what he said, but how it was delivered. And I just thought it was a little, um, I don't know. And And here's where I get a little, this is where I'm confused. Okay. The game has changed, Neil. It's changed a lot quickly. We're seeing it today. Yeah. Um I can't I can honestly look at you in the eye and say I've never I thought I would never hear these words. They interviewed the A D after the game, after the uh press conference. And they asked him, How are you gonna come up with that money? The man looked dead ass into the camera and says, I don't know, we don't have it yet but we'll find a way. Yeah, that's that's All right, that's let me little, give you the let me give the crazy. let me give the details of his contract. 5 years, 30 million dollar contract. So that's right at it's 5.9 and change APR okay. whatever that you call that APR whatever you call it. And he's getting 5 AAV annual average value. AAV, I'm going to learn that one. It's kind of a baseball term. Okay. And he's getting 5 million a year for his assistance. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's essentially $11 million a year committed to the program. There you go. Now, that's great. Okay. The last time I checked, if you're having a difficult time coming up with a way to pay for your coach, how do you think that that collective looks, Neil? I'm going to guess that theirs is – Virtually non-existent at this point. Now, if you can't pay for your coach, you can't have any money in your sitting. Your now collective. that being said, look at Jackson State; they didn't have any NIL, but NIL followed Dion, and so maybe the NIL follows Dion to Boulder. It's certainly a higher profile. If you're invest, if you're investing in Dion Sanders, you're going to get more for your investment in Boulder than you are in Jackson. True NIL, yes, yes. So what it's designed for? You know, I mean, if and look, maybe and I. Don't yell at me, please, because my head would really hurt. Maybe it's possible that Dion is banking on something that has already paid off a little bit. Maybe he is banking on there is a segment of kid who will play for him for less because of the experience of playing for him. It's but he was gotta able, have he something. was able to do a pretty good job in the transfer portal at Jackson State, taking 
kind of relative, yeah, relative, sure, to the schedule they play. Right, absolutely. All right, so sure. Don't and I'm look. I'm all for all these kids going out to Colorado, go out there. If anybody can do it, he can. Literally, and I said that on the show the other day. If anybody can do it, he can do it. I mean, that's the truth. That's a tough gig. All right, their expectations a little high, little high. You know, our good friend Mike McIntyre yep. was the NCAA Coach of the Year at Colorado. Took him to the Pac-12 South Championship game. The next year, he started off 5-0, and I think. I need to look this up. Either 5-0 and or 6-0 and the next year. And then went on a losing streak. Had some injuries, went on a losing streak. Fired him. Yeah, that was an error on their part. Because he had, he had it going, and they had that bad second half. And someone made the decision to fire him. And ever since then, it's been – it's been a veritable train wreck. And then Mayo comes in there for one year. And did okay. And he did okay with whose players? Because he was only there one year. He didn't have a chance. To re- he didn't have a chance. Who did he get? Did he get Mike's players? Yeah. Okay. And then he's gone because he never even had a recruiting class at Colorado. And he's gone to Michigan State. But, like, dude, I mean, I wish Dion. like, here's, here's the sad part about coaching. If he doesn't do well. What's doing well, by the way? What is the standard now? Next season? Next season, doing well would be four and eight where you're more competitive and you're not losing games by 40 points. I mean, that's the next step. Or you get fortunate like you did at Ole Miss where you catch a couple of programs that are typically up, they're down. Like if you go back and look at 2012 for Ole Miss, Ole Miss went from two and 10 to six and six. And if you go break it down, uh, that was the year that uh, Petrino got fired for the motorcycle thing. Arkansas hired John L. Smith as an interim coach. Yep, I was there for that one. They kind of quit. Yeah, we beat Arkansas, we beat Auburn. And you beat Auburn on a year when Auburn was historically bad. And we beat State. Beat Mississippi State. I don't think we won another SEC game, did we? Uh, No, because you won three non-league games, lost to Texas. We lost to Texas. And you you went three and five in the SEC. UCA, UTEP, and Tulane. So you went six and six, and then you beat Pittsburgh in the Compass Bowl to get seven. Yeah. So something along those lines is what he's looking for. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. And you get that, and people go, "Son of a gun, look at what you've done!" And then by the end of that, a year a year later, you have done a lot to change culture. Kids believe, kids are working harder. Kids understand that hey, coach isn't completely full of shit. There's a chance that that we can get it done here because we look. When you're one and eleven, two and ten, when you're getting drummed by people, it's one thing to say, "Hey, we're going to keep fighting." It's another thing to actually keep fighting, right? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's you know, when you're in a football game and you're down forty points, it's one thing to go, "Hey, keep playing, play by play," and you do, but it's another thing to actually keep playing, to really stay locked in and focused. So. He gets a fresh start. They, I haven't looked. I, I actually did look at their schedule a little bit earlier today. It, it's difficult, but he's got some spots early where he could get a win, and you kind of build on it. But he's going to have to change his message with the way he talks to the kids that are there because at some point you need those guys to play for you. He's going to need some of them, but at the same time, I mean, he probably doesn't. But I just, I don't know, man. I just. Well, the way the rules are now, you, you're not no, limited. You I, can go sign 50 kids and go get 35 kids out of the portal and run everybody out of there. Yeah, he for sure could. He can do whatever he wants to. Now, here's the trick. It'd be a hell of an interesting experiment. Here's the trick. And I'm going to say this again. Here's the trick. 
the new rule is, is once you take them out of the portal, they're yours. Can't miss. Right. If you're going to fire a bunch, you can't miss. Right. All right. There's a reason they're in the portal. Now, the kid that's in the portal in Georgia and transfers to Jackson State, sure, it's going to work out because you're playing Little Sisters Mayors of the Poor every Saturday. Yeah. Okay. They also lost to Monroe last year. Remember that? The one FBS opponent they have played since he's been there? Yeah. Okay, so let's don't get crazy like he's over there, has the Georgia roster, and he's about to move him to Boulder. Sure. Okay. We're talking about this today with a client of ours. There's a reason that you're in the portal. If you don't have film, like if you if you got recruited by, you know, Notre Dame, Georgia, Alabama, and Texas A&M, but you signed at Florida – and you haven't played, they're going to want to know why you haven't played. And if you don't have film, you're going down because they can't miss. If you haven't played where you're at, you're going down a level because they can't miss. The most interesting thing in the portal today is there's a lot of people, and I get get why fans are this way, I do, because frankly, I kind of bought into it myself. Like Monday was today was going to be this newsy day, and really hasn't been. A bunch of guys are jumping in the portal. (laughs) Yeah. A bunch of guys are jumping to the portal, and you start to look at who they are, and it's he was once a top 100 prospect. He was once the fourth best player in state, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but he didn't play. like why? Or he played a little, but he didn't play much. It didn't work out. The question I would have is, why? okay, why? Why did it not work out? Did it not work out because you got locked? You know, maybe you, maybe you signed it. I'm, I'm, I'm making up yeah. a kid, okay? Maybe you signed at Tennessee as a quarterback. And literally, I promise, guys, I'm making this up. I'd have no idea who Tennessee's backup quarterbacks were behind the first two. But maybe you signed at Tennessee as a quarterback and Hendon Hooker happened. Maybe you signed at TCU as a quarterback and Max Dugan happened, where you just there was no room for you, right? Yeah. Now, that's a different thing. But if you went to a place and you were there for a couple of years and you couldn't get on the field, like at A&M, for example, all these kids that were at Texas A&M last year, this year, I guess for them it's last year now, that didn't get on the field, why not? They weren't very good. Why couldn't you get on the field? For Maybe for one or two it was a coach or whatever, but is it for everybody? Like what, what was it? So I'd have to know those things because, yeah, if I'm taking – Look, if I'm taking a grad transfer, it's all good. I can take a chance. If it doesn't work out, it was one season. Cool. See ya. Yep. But if I'm taking a 19-year-old kid that was at A&M for one year. You better know. I got to know. And so, you know, I mean, we've been in the tampering portal. We're officially out of the tampering portal. We're now into the, okay, you can get in and we can talk to you portal. Now that you can actually have these conversations without worrying about getting caught, I got to know, why didn't you play? Why didn't it work out? Yeah, so. <clears throat> I mean, I can, because I'll name an example of one. I'm going to do it. and I, People might get mad. They might not. Michael Triggs got all the talent in the world. I mean, God, he looks the part. And when you watch him play, when he's dialed in, he looks the part. Oh, he's a dude. I mean, he's a dude. But when he left USC after one semester, nobody there cared. Even a little bit. And I remember thinking to myself, huh, that's interesting. Wasn't like Jackson Dart leaving. They didn't let Jackson Dart leave. When I say let him leave, they they didn't completely give him the blessing to go elsewhere. I mean, they still held on to him until Caleb Williams' paperwork was in. Right. At that point, they're like, hey, Caleb's going to play. Because obviously, Caleb, 
for the issues that he has is still an elite quarterback. <laughs> He's pretty damn good. Cause. Right. So you get it, right? Yeah. I but went on with his Trigg, with Michael Trigg, they were like, okay, peace. And it turns out that was a red flag because he gets to Ole Miss. He gets a couple of injuries. He doesn't work through them at the end of the season, even though they desperately need anyone to play tight end. I mean, anybody. It's right there for you. They're going to throw the ball to you. They're going to do whatever it takes to make you happy because, God, you really needed a tight end. Casey Kelly got hurt. Casey's the opposite of Trigg, right? Casey played when he probably shouldn't have played. He's an overachiever. And he got hurt, and his career's in jeopardy. The, the wolf kid, just his body just won't let him play. Right. And here's Trigg. And he starts missing meetings, and you have to suspend him. And I don't know what his future is or isn't inside their program, but that's my point. Now, moving forward, when oh. you take that kind of guy and it doesn't work out for you, he counts – even if he decides, you know what, I don't like football anymore, I'm out. He would count, he would for, count on for your 85, so he was a – correct me if I'm wrong here, player. a second-year player. He is on your books for three more seasons after this one. For, so it's a five-year – Until you graduate or your eligibility is up. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the, that's the risk that you take, and that is a massive risk. Now, if you hit, if you have one of those that hits you, where you're, you got eighty four instead of eighty five, you're fine. But you have eight, nine, ten of those. That's NCAA probation that you self inflicted. That's where the interesting about the the portal. People are like, well, you can't afford a miss. Well, everyone's going to have a miss. Everybody's going to miss. On portal no, guys. no, no roster is ever eighty five strong of rolling ball of butcher knives or even Alabama even Georgia they have guys on their roster that are dead spots which is but you can't have 20 dead spots which is why when I brought it up to we were jokingly but I'm being serious a little bit too if I was running a program right now the first thing I would do NIL wise before I went to go buy an offensive lineman or a tight end is I'm gonna go get a million dollars every year and we're gonna put it towards our walk-on program and I'm going to go take the kids who I think – I mean, think about the guys since I was here. I mean, Mike Hilton, nobody really wanted Mike Hilton. Nobody wanted Evan Ingram. Nobody really wanted Snoop. Nobody that we couldn't just walk in and beat. Go get those developmental guys, put them on quote-unquote scholarship, even though they're they're not, and, and then supplement your misses out of the portal so you can yeah. have 85 scholarships. That's yeah. the whole point behind it. And it allows you to be a little bit more frisky in the portal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got to play chess where everybody else is playing checkers. Um, last thing I want to talk about on this Dion thing, and I'm, this is in Dion's defense. The amount of people on social media last night and yesterday mad at him for leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado. Do you know how much money he was making at Jackson State, by the way? I don't. I learned this today. He has a four-year, $1.2 million contract. Total. Total. So, he was making three hundred k. And guess what? He was giving half of it back to Jackson State for facilities and improvement and everything else. So, let's, he's basically – look, call it 300000 That's fine. Oh, oh, people are criticizing him for leaving? It's unbelievable. Oh, I haven't seen this. Why? What, on what grounds? Because he's not swack and he's not, he's not us. And, I mean, just give him a really bad time. Oh, that's ridiculous. Coach, he got paid five, six million dollars a year, and he was making three hundred thousand. Every single person criticizing him and that's putting their same spot. Peace. Well, the goal of all these coaches is to get to the power five level as a head coach, for the most part, and he did. He achieved it. I mean, so he, he you know, I mean, of course, you're going to leave Jackson State for Colorado. It's, you're leaving the SWAC for the Pac-12. That was telling too for me, though, is why Colorado. 
that couldn't have been his first choice. That was his only choice. That was surprising a little bit to me. I thought somebody well, clearly, else. clearly, Cincinnati was moving in a different direction because they, they after Satterfield. I never knew that that was even a thing. Today, I was somebody. T- I heard maybe you or somebody was telling on social media or something. I never even knew that was a thing, Cincinnati, I until I, somebody somewhere told me. I knew South Florida was a possibility. Um, I knew Colorado from the jump, but God, but USF man. can't pay. Six million or anything close to that. No, but let me tell you what he'll do. He'll win. He could have won eight hundred thousand times better at South Florida than he could in Colorado, in my opinion. How old's Deion Sanders though? I mean, he's my age, roughly, right? I mean, he's I don't know. I mean, I watched him as a kid, you know, so you, he played at Florida State in eighty eighty nine. He's fifty five. Deion's fifty five. God, yeah. Damn, so that's what I mean. So he doesn't have forever. I mean, this is his opportunity. Five years from now, people would go, "Oh, he's too old." Yes, that's facts. I just – I don't know, man. I just – I hate – I th- I really like his message. I like what he teaches the kids. Like he, he – I wish he would deliver a little bit better, uh, but that's okay. That's not my – that's not my place. Um, but the no earrings, no hats in the building, all that stuff, some people frown on that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I don't I think that's awesome. that, sure. Because it takes away – which is very funny to me. Because he promotes individualism, but with his team, he strips their individualism away. It's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy dynamic. Usually, you got to do what your coach, you know, you got to be like your coach, right? Like, you know, uh, Nick Saban, richest dude, one of the richest people I've ever met. Okay, G- generic sweater, comes in wearing the same slacks. Man still carries change in his pocket. That's how you know he's coming down the hall. By the way. He's got so much change in his pocket that it rattles, and that's like his telltale sign. I mean, just he's different, but he's an individual. But, he, you know, no earrings, you know, no phone, all that stuff. And so Prime's promoting all this stuff with his program. However, you know, I'm coming. Everything's – it's just – it's the flip, but whatever. All right, let's move on a little bit. Satterfield to Cincinnati. Surprise you today? Yeah, I was really surprised, although I saw the money. He went from three six to five, maybe, and it might have been three two to five. Um, Cincinnati's going to the American. Louisville is in what I think is a di- dying's too strong, a struggling league. Who's going to the American? Cincinnati. Going I mean, Cincinnati 12. going to the Big Twelve is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Thought you were about to tell me Louisville was. Louisville like. stuck in the ACC, which I think is a bad league right now. And yeah. I think the future of that league is – here's what I – as I thought through it today, I wonder if and, – and, again, I don't know this at all. You're fixing to say the right answer. But I wonder if Satterfield believed two things. One, the chopping block was getting close. Bingo. And two, I wonder if he thought – and you know what else? This league as it sits might be breaking up. And the ACC, unlike the Big 12, which could survive the loss of Texas and OU, clearly, going to struggle a little, going to be humbled a little, going to have a little less star power, but it's still a really good league. If you took North Carolina and a couple others out of the ACC, that league dies. And you just, you're left withering on the vine out, out there. And I wonder if he just looked at it and said, this is, 
this is both short-term and long-term survival here, and it's more money. I think the latter part, what you're saying, is practical, but I don't think he's. I don't think he was considering on being Louisville that that much longer. I don't, was he going to get extended in a two million dollar raise with Louisville? No, <laughs> you know, like no. I think this was the most classic Tommy Turboville move of all time. I think this was the getting out in front of the posse. And look, I'll say this too: drives me a little, you know, from a coaching perspective. It's amazing how our opinion on coaches changes from year to year based on what the scoreboard just said. I know, as my man, there's this real popular guy from Ruston, Louisiana, that says it's a scoreboard business. Hey, congratulations to the Bearcats, by the way. Headed back to the state championship for the first time since 1998. Firmly founded. Let's go. Who they uh, Who they got? I don't even know. <laughs> Scott Satterfield, really good football coach. Like, legitly really good. Coached against the guy a bunch. Yeah. Really good schematically. Good culturally. Good human. Um, I know people that have worked on his staff. Um, like the guy a lot. And Cincinnati's a good gig if they can get a little NIL going. And, and look, people, people can say what you want. There's a lot of schools, a lot of schools that don't have NIL going right now. They're not alone. Well, that, here's the problem is what, where are we located? We're in the southeast, right? So most sure. people that are listening to our show or in, the, in our area, they follow the SEC. And when they don't follow the SEC, they're following Miami. Tech, you know, they're you – know, yeah. This is a very unique – look, you got the Southeastern Football Conference, a couple schools surrounding. You got USC. You got Oregon. There's a lot of programs in between. Right. I would say most of them don't have NIL. Absolutely. Not, not – you know, we're just different because everybody's not like the Southeast. It's like I had that conversation with somebody. They were talking about Ole Miss back in the – during the Kiffin thing. And I said, you know, look, I mean, if you're lame, the – the gamble you take if you run the risk at the time, if you run the risk of kind of alienating Ole Miss and, and whatever is – I said there's a lot of programs that are doing a lot more in NIL than – no, thank you. A lot more than, uh, than, than Ole Miss, but there's a lot – a whole lot, a whole lot who are doing a lot less. And so – Yeah. And the whole – here's the other thing with NIL, and we'll touch on it real quick because I want to get some of this other stuff. Yeah. The other thing with NIL is that these schools that have a, quote, war chest built up, a year ago, they all kind of made a mistake. They're all learning on the fly. They all sort of did this. Hey, let's go recruit a bunch of guys, and we'll give them money. Cool. They brought them in. Those guys got the NIL, and the guys who were already in your program didn't get it. Yep. And Say it again. Preach it again. And in many cases, those guys played, and the new guys didn't, and that creates issues in, in the in the – Locker room. Preach it, brother. Well, there was one school, and I won't name it. It's an SEC school. It's not Ole Miss. It's not Ole Miss. I swear on my life it wasn't Ole Miss. But there was one school that all the players found out who got what in NIL. Literally saw a spreadsheet. How'd that <laughs> work out? Did not go well. <laughs> the highest paid player was a freshman who – didn't play much at all and who is going to have a difficult time being academically eligible in the spring. Preach it, brother. And so that doesn't go over well. Not at all. So now what you're seeing is these schools that have put together, to their credit, a war chest are having to go, hey, before we just go out on the free agent market here and just spread the wealth, let's make sure internally that we're taking care of this. Because let me tell you what's happening today. All over the country that you're not reading about. 
nothing against Matt Zenith and these people. They're not tweeting this because these kids aren't in the portal. But they're going to coaches and saying, hey, uh, coach, um, I need to get X. Because basically what's happened, see, is the tampering portal, I've got an offer for X. Now, I'd like to stay here. And I'm not asking you to do anything except match that. And what's happening is coaches are like, all right, give me a, can you give me a minute? Sure. So don't be shocked if come Wednesday or Thursday this week, I'm not talking about anybody specific. I'm just telling you. Don't be shocked if come Wednesday or Thursday this week, there's some new, new dudes that jump in the portal and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Well, I'll tell you where it came from. The tampering portal happened. And now this is the kind of opportunity to match because the kid, he's happy. He's got friends. He's playing. Girlfriends, got an apartment, got a lease, whatever. Yeah. Would rather just stay. Would rather stay, for but sure. But he's not just going to stay if you go, well, we can't do that. We can't even come close to that. Okay, well, then I'm out. And that's coming, and it's coming, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's, frankly, back to my original point, I think those of us, self-included, hand raise, I, I did it too. We hyped up Monday as Monday is going to be the big news day. Might not be. The big news day might come later this week when guys have had an opportunity to go see Coach Siski and say, hey, Coach, um, you know, we don't come from a lot, and I've got an offer for $100,000. I can go to and play for $100,000. Now, at that conversation, internally you're like, those sons of bitches at Northwestern Minnesota State has – but into, you know you can't say that. You've got to say, okay, give me a minute. Let me see if I can figure it out. And you're going to have to either get to 100000 or you're going to have to get close enough where he thinks that, you know what, they love me here at Siski University. I'm yeah. going to stay. That's coming. And so all the people that are like – and I get it. I get why fans do it. Hey, we've got $12 million. You know, if you buy – everybody gets a quarter million, we can get – 48 new players. No, it won't work like that. No. You're going to have to spend a lot of it on your current guys to keep them around. Bingo. So, all these people bragging about War Chest are going to have to spend a buttload of their money keeping the freaking players they have. Yeah. All right. And uh, talking about the portal, um, I got some numbers today. Um, I called this morning to one of my schools, I guess it, as soon as I got to the office and got a hold of them. So, it was probably – I called them like 815, 820. There were 190 – FBS players at eight something this morning, our time. By 11, there were 650 something. And I said, Is it surprising or not? He goes, This was the best quote. He goes, These kids have spent more time making graphics and making announcements that they're going into the portal than actually doing the paperwork that's necessary to do it. So, once, just so the fans know, um, this is going to be going on for the, really the rest of the week. They may have made their announcements you've seen on social media and all those things. Right. But once they go in there, the school has 48 hours before they have to put them in a portal. Um, I can't – I don't – yeah, I definitely can't say who it is. Uh, one of my favorite moves today was uh, one of my schools has 15 kids going in the portal off their team. And one kid – one there's, there's a couple of kids that are getting recruited by the same school. And so the – 
uh, coach from the other school is supposed to come tomorrow to see them. And so just to mess with the other school, they're going to hold one of the kids out of the portal for, for another 24 hours because they don't have to put them in until 48 hours. So when the coach comes up, he can't see the other kid or it's a violation. So you got schools playing uh, games with each other. It's just it's a complete shit show, man. I mean, it is. Um, I mean, that's the best way to put it, but it is what it is. Hey, uh, before we move on, uh, I want to go back half a second. Seth Luttrell yeah. got fired at North Texas. I mean, unless there's more to it than I know, that's senseless on their part. So he's done a good job. Program's competitive. The league's tough. What are we doing? It's it's why on the flip side you can't blame coaches for jumping when you jump. You can't blame coaches. Like anybody that blames Satterfield for hitting the reset button, getting a new honeymoon, getting a fresh start, you're out of your mind. Because I mean, there's no patience at all anymore. It, you know this. I mean, God, look what happened to <laughs> yeah, you. I, mean, I don't. I don't have to. There's don't have no. To. But there is no patience anywhere anymore. But how ridiculous! Like, let, let's just let's think about this. This is North Texas, right? Yeah, they've been bowl eligible. I think every year he's been there, but two um, or maybe one—I don't remember. They were in the Conference USA Championship game on Saturday, and he gets fired. He's been in the Conference USA Championship game twice. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twice. Fired. Fired. It's North Texas now. How about this? I, I, I forgot the other guy's name. He is leaving North Texas. He's the third coach to ever leave North Texas with an above 500 winning record. One was Hayden Fry. One was – I forgot the other guy's name. But both of those two are in the College Football Hall of Fame. The other guy's in the College Football Hall of Fame as well. Seth Luttrell is a hell of a ball coach. Hell of a ball coach. And he's – I think he's had a losing record in the conference one time. Uh, dude, and they're – I don't get it, man. I, I just – I don't understand. Like, if you're losing, cool, I get it. You've been there a while. Scoreboard business, the whole deal. But when you you, you just played in the conference championship game and you're at North Texas, I mean, that's, in, that's asinine. Like, Florida – like, Dan Mullen goes to what – the. New Year's six games, what, three years in a row, has a bad year, gets fired, cool, high standard. But you currently just played in the conference championship game and got beat. What if he'd won the game? I mean, it's just – I don't get it. That Western Michigan or two, I don't understand. Tim Lester getting fired at Western Michigan, asinine. Asinine. 
you, you can't. The guys had one losing season in six years, and it was five and seven. Oh, by the way, the last two games of the season, they beat your favorite, which we'll talk about in a minute. They beat the MAC champions and their rival back-to-back weeks. Look, don't you start Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan blasphemy on this show. You understand me? I will come across well, this table. Well, hang on. Their Eastern, rival is Western is okay, Central. Okay, so fine, you know. fine. Because we they beat them too. Though we don't talk badly about Eastern Michigan. <laughs> All right. I know you're sensitive. Right. We'll get to that. So okay. we know you're sensitive okay. about that. But I just – I don't understand. I mean, unless San Jose, unless you get first. And yeah, then whoever's we can first. say whatever we want. <laughs> you're for sale. But for right now, right now, we don't talk about Eastern Michigan unless it is to say, go Eagles and how about that. What a – what a – what a program. What an amazing – what an amazing group of young men, what they accomplished there at Eastern Michigan. Uh, your boy Jeff Brom at Purdue is going to be uh, favored and rumored to get this job at Louisville. Why would he take it? Why would, why would he leave? He's got a good gig at Purdue. I'm just telling you. I, I, I get it, but why? No, I, I'm with you. If I'm Jeff Brom, if I'm Jeff Brom, I use Louisville as, as a piece of leverage to go in there and go, okay. He's I already done it once. I do it again. Give me a new deal. Let me get a couple more things that we need. You like me. I like you. It's kind of working here. Let's just stick this out. Yeah. And look, because Purdue's not, Purdue's doing a good job. He's doing a really good job at Purdue, and Purdue's happy with him. You can stay at Purdue and win seven-ish games for a long, long time. You're going to go to Louisville, which is a train wreck. This is hard for me to say. Uh, you will understand this. A lot of people listening to this show will understand this. My advice to all coaches: never go home to be the head coach. Absolutely. Never go home to be Absolutely. the head coach. And as my man David Cutcliffe says, they will never love you as much as you love them. Nope. Nope. They will never love you as much as you love them. Don't ever do it. And it's just – it's sad that it's not 1980 anymore. Um, but, but it's, it's but true. It's, it's very it's true. true. Before you go back to your – like, for every Kirby Smart, there's, but there's like, 20 let's look Mike Shulas. Let's look at Kirby. Okay, let's take Kirby for example. And this is what sucks about it. All right. We got a lot of Ole Miss fans on here, right? Yeah. Sure. Imagine, I mean, as as much as you love the place, somebody else they love it just as much, right? They come back and they get shit on, and they can never like their like you take their joy away. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if Kirby, if as much as Kirby played at Georgia, he's won a national championship there. If Kirby goes five and seven about two or three years in a row, guess what's going to happen? Oh, they'll start wanting him. Yeah, and then gone. The difference is that he would always be able to come back with that. He won a championship and all that stuff. My point is, he'll be able to come back for the uh, reunions. My point is, is that for every Kirby Smart, there's thirty Mike Shula's, Matt Luke's, where it just didn't never works. It just didn't work, and now not only for Matt because Matt's a big boy, but like for his family, it sucks. It's weird. Yeah, Mike Shula went from loving Alabama to. No part of it. Yeah, that's the part. You know, it's 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 like uh, it's just hard to explain to everybody. But it's like you can't. I mean, you get shit on um, by the place that you're supposed to love, and, and right, wrong, or indifferent. It just it leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Everybody, and then people that used to like you don't like you anymore. So, all right, Neil. Uh, before we get to the road to boys, uh, by the way, happy birthday to Kempton Shine. I hope today is a special day for you, <laughs> Kempton. Um, I hope that all of your birthday wishes come true there at Eastern Michigan. Hey, before we get to the road to Boise. Yeah. Did the did the playoff committee get it right? 
you know what? I'm going to ask you. Okay. I, I have a, two thoughts on it. One, I'm, I'm a proponent of a 12-team playoff. I have been for a long time. I will tell you there will be years, and this would have been one of those years, when at the end of the year you look up and go, we're really going to do this? We're really going to have a 12-team playoff? Like, there's not 12 good teams. That's going to happen. There will be years like last year when you look up and go, man, this is going to be awesome. This would have been one of those years where you're like, can we just skip it and get right to the – can we just get to the I don't the know. End? I think it would have been interesting. But this year, picking the top four teams – it's complicated because there are only two good teams. There are only two title contending teams. There's Georgia and there's Michigan. Um, Agreed. You couldn't punish TCU for what happened Saturday, which is they played a really good team, and K-State's a really good team. They played a really good team in a rematch game on a neutral site, and it was decided in overtime by this much, where if he gets this much – who knows how the rest of the overtime goes, and maybe TCU wins the game and they're undefeated. I think the committee did the right thing. You might disagree in a minute. I don't know. We haven't talked about no, yeah. it. I think the committee did the right thing in taking TCU and going, that didn't happen. You're third. Now, once USC got walloped, they could, USC was out. They had to be out. Yeah. You lost twice to Utah, which lost to Florida. You couldn't do that. Right. So now you're picking, okay, well, what's the next best – what's the least worst option for four? Yep. Ohio State lost once all season. Now, they ran through a watered-down Big Ten. That's not their fault. They lost once. It was bad. It was to an elite team. At home. At home. You could take Tennessee as a two-loss team. But let's be real, Hendon Hooker's not out there. Yeah, I would argue, though, I, I, Mackenzie Milton, at quarterback, may fit what they do a little bit better. He can extend the field better. But they don't have Hooker, and Hooker's yeah. the SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Or you could do Alabama. And Get Alabama lost up. two games. Get them all fired up. One play, and it probably shows you that they were in tune with – there's some Bama fatigue. And, and in fairness – They lost twice. If you look at – and could have lost more. And so, <laughs> if you do – what was Alabama's best win? At the end of the year, what yeah. was their best win? Because some of their wins get watered down. They beat they beat Ole Miss. Well, Ole Miss finished eight and four. They beat Mississippi State. Mississippi State was eight and four. Texas. They beat the Texas, thing. who went eight and four. I mean, who who Alabama beat? Right. It's a fair conversation to 100%. go. Well, who the hell they beat? A hundred percent. And so I think Penn State becomes the lesser of of all the evils, becomes the best worst option, and they're eleven and one. And look. From a TV. Did they finish eleven and one? Yeah. Oh, Ohio State. Ohio State. So, from a from a TV standpoint, you get a huge market. Ohio State, big, 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 big fan base. You get Georgia. It's a sexy game. You'll play it. Okay. Cool. Georgia's gonna smoke them. Um. But okay. So yeah, I, I think. Feel free to tell me I'm an idiot. I think they got it right. I don't. I don't know what choices they had at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's more of it. Here was my whole thing is I think the entire purpose of a committee, and correct me if I'm wrong here, when they put this thing together, whatever, eight years ago, the entire point of a committee is to get the four best teams in there. And there's not anyone that can convince me that TCU is one of the four best teams in the country. Also, I'd like to wish a belated happy birthday to Michael Four, the running back there at Eastern Michigan. Great, great kid. Had a great year. Had a great, great season. 
And it's a shame, really, that he only has 518 followers. And here's what I'm going to tell you, Eastern Michigan, is he'd have a lot more than that if you would kind of adopt me right now for the next month. You want to go in? You got to make a – we're going to make a media push. All we got to do – because all we got to do, Eastern Michigan, is this. Forget Siski here. I don't care. Now, you can do something nice for Cole because Cole's a good person. I don't care what happens with Tyler. <laughs> give me give me a sideline pass. Give oh, me a, hold stop. I'm gonna be talking. obnoxiously dressed warm, so I'm good. That's fine. Give me a sideline pass. I've got I've got some plans. And I've gone and, and hey, uh Cole and I are gonna go back go back through the tape. You coaches like to watch the tape. We're gonna go back through the tape like about August, September, because I, I, I think you're wrong on some things. But anyway, regardless, right now I'm talking to the people in Eastern Michigan. <laughs> give me a sideline pass. How much does a football jersey cost? What's a jersey cost? Huh? Uh, Eastern Michigan football jersey. What would it cost? Okay. Let's call it 100 bucks. I've got my friend Jonathan Ingram has pledged <laughs> to spend $500 for said jersey. <laughs> it's not necessary. So what we'll do is we'll take the money that's needed to buy the jersey <clears throat> We'll buy, I'll find out whether Eastern Michigan's wearing white or that beautiful green that they've got. Oh, it's a beautiful uniform. Is that Kelly green? It is. It, it's, it's a beautiful green. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful green. Get that. I'll get the jersey. I'll cheer for the, the Eagles the entire game hard. And we'll take the uh, – I can't see it. Just tell me. Oh, wow. See, unbelievable. Hey, you do know that there's a guy sitting about eight feet behind you behind that wall whose dad was the offense coordinator at Eastern Michigan. I did not know that. So, so we go. We're go this, you're trying to distract. He lived there for you're a while. You're trying to distract. That's what we'll do. I'll take that. We'll take the rest of the 500. We'll contribute it to the charity of your cause. Hell, we can give it to your NIL program. I don't care. All I ask for in return. Ooh. All I ask for in return is just everyone's well access to the team meter. That's it. Just let me get on the outskirt of it. Like the, the one that's used for offense, when they're out on the field, I'll just kind of ease over there and I'll, I'll go Eagles, just kind of warm up a little bit. That's all. That's, that's it. And I will wear get – me a, get me a really good jersey. I'll probably wear a men's large. Get me a really good jersey, and I'll wear that puppy on every podcast I do for a month. All right, look, if it's a good jersey. Hey, I'll give you a reader for Eastern Michigan University. We will, we will bring the finest young minds in America to Eastern Michigan. Let's I know, make this so you're, you're being funny. I think we can get this done. I'm not being funny. I'm trying to get a deal done. I'm trying to get warm. I'm trying to stay warm. That's all. All right. Um, let's just, I mean, you just said, you just put it up on a tee. The road to Boise has come to a conclusion. By the way, let me tell you, we're brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. Just <laughs> delaying. Put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. You know, we could probably sweeten up the deal and get uh... – I'm sure Bob and Ryan and Ellie over at, at Monster and Rain could shoot them, shoot them some coaches some rain to get ready to get for the game. See, now you're finally I'm, being I'm, decent about this. Look, I've always been decent about it. No, you've not. Yes, I have. I was hey, just, you want to go shirtless? No, I'm not going shirtless. That was never the agreement. I think it would be hilarious. See, look, he he's the one. You, look, he's the one that you got to be mad at. I've actually been on your team. He's feeding the. He wants to. He wants to clicks. He's clickbait. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to keep this click and make sure the people in Eastern Michigan see it. That's... <laughs> and um, hey, look, San Jose, if you get to me first, just saying. But they don't seem to be very responsive. I think Eastern I got a guy. Michigan's been a little responsive. Today. I think I got a guy I can get in touch with at San Jose. Um, but I wasn't looking at it because I wasn't counting uh, my chickens before they hatched. But guess what, Neil? They fucking hatched. <laughs> they the road. This is all Lane Kiffin's fault, by the way. To Boise. 100% Kiffin's fault. I was ahead, and then I had the two distracted weeks, and it all goes to hell. There's no such thing as distraction. There's no analytics showing that distractions. Well, buddy, I was happen. in Fayetteville that night, and they were distracted. No, so there's no analytics. I don't need the there analytics. There are no analytics. I don't need analytics. I got eyes. That's not what the book says. But let me tell you what the book does say. Yep. I would like to congratulate you. You did have a good week. You went seven and five. I had a pretty good week. Uh, plus two units. Your final record is 72, 74, and four minus 0.63 units. So if you bet with Neil 100 bucks all year long, you lost $63 at the end of the season. And you had a lot of fun. Think you of how much fun. fun we had, Eastern Michigan. And we can make it even more fun. But if you had bet with your boy – I didn't have a great weekend, but I went five and seven this weekend. Lost a unit, 1.82 units. I went 76, 70, and four. Hit a couple money lines along the way. Ended up plus 8.79 units. So if you had bet 100 bucks a game with your boy, you'd have rolled out $879 richer. The final score, I beat you by 9.42 units. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have the heart to, to like, I was going to tweet at you Saturday night um, and give you one of the – I was in no condition the, to even hear it. What's my man – uh, what was the basketball player? Get, it's over. It's over. Vince Carter, I was going to send you that one. I just couldn't, I just couldn't well, press I, it. I, I knew the only chance I had was LSU. And when LSU slipped, it wouldn't have even mattered then. But if it I, makes you feel better, you still would have lost if LSU would have won. Of course, I know that. But if I, it makes I, you feel better. But I knew on Saturday my only chance was LSU and a couple. I had to win every one of the head-to-heads. And I won most of them, but I lost one of them, I think. You know what the favorite thing you sent me on Saturday was? I should have picked Purdue. And I was like, that ain't going to matter yeah. either. <laughs> All right, so uh, – Real quickly, um, let's go through these. And, by the way, that was where I was going to on the college football playoff committee. I think the best – it doesn't matter. I just don't think TCU is one of the fourth best teams. Hell, I think Utah is playing as good as anybody right now. Um, it didn't have to be Alabama. It didn't have to be Tennessee. Just I, I think TCU is probably the number 10th ranked team in the country, ninth, eighth. I just don't think yeah. someone being top four. But no, I agree. Anyway. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, but I understand why the committee did what it did. It would have – if you kicked them out based on what was left in the pool, you're basically saying that overtime loss against K-State made you unworthy. At which point I'm like, okay, so who are you putting in? Bama? Because B- Bama's like, so what did, what did Bama do to be worthy? Like, nothing. Really. I mean, they did just as much as everybody else that was in consideration. Yeah. But but everybody had an argument. That was the thing. In my I, opinion, they, they they went safe, right? If it's not TCU, then it has to be them. Well, they got this. Well, it has to be them. Well, they got this. But you know, if they put Alabama in that foursome, oh, you're, the whole country goes. Meltdown. Okay, the whole damn thing's rigged. Meltdown. The thing's rigged. Meltdown. And you don't want that. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, for those of the people, and we have one for sure, 
uh, that think the dynasty is over and it's dying, I'd just like to remind everybody that there's a 12-team playoff coming up where they're going to be in every single year. Uh, be careful what you wish for oh, with the 12-team yeah, no, playoff. No, I, I, I'm, and I'm not – for the record, I'm not saying that No, at not all. you. I'm saying we got somebody yeah. that I, that yeah. was uh, I'm just, I'm very just, sensitive about that. I'm just simply saying, nah, not this year. You didn't, you didn't do enough – it's going to end one day. I'm just not going to be the hot take guy that oh, calls no, it out. No, no. no. If no, it ha- I, when it happens, it happens. But they've been trying this shit for the last ten years. So well, I mean, I've heard quarterback they're bringing in in the portal. If it happens, and if it does, they're going to be right back. If it's one, I think you're talking about it's not going to happen. Okay. If it's, <laughs> I can't I forgot where the camera's at. I'll hit you up later. <laughs> There's one that. Uh, was going to happen that's not going to happen. Okay. I'll ask you about it later. Yeah. Um, all right. Toledo uh, wins the MAC. They beat Ohio. You won that one. Congratulations. 17 to 7. Uh, I told, you know what? I that said. It was a good game, actually. I watched it was. It. I said the play was the under, and I didn't take it. Like I said on the podcast that the play was the under, and I didn't take it. Good job. Um, Utah, USC surprised me a little bit, uh, a lot of bit. I knew it would be a close game, but uh, USC, they got they got their ass handed to them. So, you hit that one, good, good shot. And uh, the Quick U client slash Big 12 champion, you hit this. I hit the money line. My Kansas State Wildcats. Quick U, team of the day. We're going to do all of our uh, conference champions. We had four conference oh, champions cool. so we're gonna do those this week i uh, communicated with chris vaughn earlier today congratulated him on deuce's season what a game what a season um offensive mvp of the championship game beast. he was just he's an absolute beast, beast man gets you talk about a great story chris had a great tweet he was on the Ole miss staff when they won the um the Cotton Bowl in 2000, I guess it would have been early January of 2010. Yeah, they were right before we got here. And he had a picture of his son, Deuce, who at the time was probably nine, <laughs> yeah, eight, nine years old. You see this? Yeah, yeah. And he's on the field at Jerry World, you know, doing the snow angel thing in the confetti. And he, he juxtaposed it against a picture of him from Saturday on the field. Same field doing the angel thing in, in, in the confetti and just – how far he'd come. It's a great, great, great. It's a cool thing. Chris Vaughn is one of the nicest people I've ever covered. I love his wife, Marquette. She's fantastic. Um, they're great people. And Deuce was is that kid who um, kept always waiting to get taller. And they finally went to, they went to the doctor, and the doctor looked at his growth plates and said, you're not going to get any taller. And instead of – Letting that work against him, he just said, okay, I'm going to go make the most of what I am. And what a special kid. And, they, uh, again, a special family. And an NC, the NCAA kind of let he, him be a scapegoat in, in the early part of that NCAA thing that went on forever at Ole Miss. It was utter bullshit. Um, but he's fine. You know, he works for the Cowboys as a scout and stuff. And um, to see uh, – to see that all come to fruition for them in that stadium, um, yeah, that's was really really cool. And uh, they're again great people. I'm so fired up for them. I hope they get to finish the gig, and I hope they have a. Where are they in the Sugar Bowl? Oh, I don't even know. You know a bowl K-State. game? Kansas State went to. I don't know, but I'll tell you this: is every time you watch them play, they're physical. I mean, fundamentally, they're doing the right things. Now they may lose their one-on-one battle. So they get Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Get yeah. you some of that. Good luck there. 
because Alabama's not many players left. Um, but very, very, it's a must watch. And I'm a football geek, and you know that. But I watch them every week because it's just it's a thing. It's a it's a thing of beauty schematically, uh, fundamentally what they do, how they attack people. It's just it's uh it's good. All right, my TR, OJ, my Trojans. Mm. With the ass kicking at the vet, yeah, John Summerall, year one, 11 wins, yep. Sunbelt champs. A, a Hail Mary from 12 wins. A Hail Mary from being in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm still pissed about this a little bit as a Sunbelt homer. Y'all want to call me a homer. I'm a Sunbelt homer and I'm a friend homer. Like, why do we have to wait until right now for them to get ranked? I mean, they've won 10 games in a row. Yeah, they've, they've been in my top No respect at all yeah. until – I mean, like, if Central Florida beats – think about that. Central Florida beats uh, Tulane, if that happened, there are three lost teams going to get in before Troy. That didn't mm-hmm. didn't sound right. But, anyway, whatever. Um, but conference championship year one, Sunbelt Coach of the Year they announced the other day, so good for him. Uh, you had Buffalo uh, minus 11. They get yeah. beat by Akron on Friday. Yep. Uh, with nobody in the stands, but they got bow eligible. Uh, excuse me, they beat Akron by one, got yeah. bow eligible. Right. And then uh, LSU uh, gets beat 50 to 30. That was my – I had Yeah, to, but you had to. Yeah, I had to take the Hail Mary. There were people giving you shit on uh, TikTok about picking uh, LSU, but Cole set them straight. Yeah, they didn't understand. They didn't understand. Um, it was the only – I had a very, very narrow path perilous narrow path to victory and it included having to either pick Purdue or pick LSU and get it. Yeah. Bottom um, line is the only chance that I even possibly had. So the people that they don't they don't understand it. They don't they can't relate to me the way I relate to Eastern Michigan. They <laughs> the um Did you know that we had nine guys make the all Mac team. You're you're already going with a we right now? Yeah. That got some people in trouble. Well, it's not going to get me in trouble. Um, I mean, no, this is – Are you an Eastern Michigan homer now? Do you know what – look at me without cheating. Do you know where Eastern Michigan is located in Michigan? Mount Pleasant. That's not right. Ypsilanti. That's right. I was testing you. <laughs> Mount Pleasant is one of them though, right? Isn't that um, central Michigan? Or they're in Kalamazoo. Look, you're... Um, anyway. Kalamazoo's western. The story, right. the story out of this game for me was yeah. my good, my good friends, um, Garrett Nussmeyer. Right, congratulations, by the way, to Jose Ramirez, defensive end. He's a finalist for the Ted Hendricks Award. Okay. Yep. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, did you watch any of the game? Did you see what Garrett came in the game? Or are you already tuned out? Um, it's not that I was tuned out. I was smoking some wings. Smoking some what? Wings. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wings. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, come on. Stop. Try some new things. Hey, you got one of those cooking facilities out by your house. Are you one of the people that complained about the smell in the neighborhood? No. You know this is a thing over there, right? In North Point? Yeah, in Oxmoor, North Point. You haven't seen this whole thing? They complained about the smell of weed? I've never even smelled weed. Neil, across the street from your freaking house is where they're cooking all the weed brownies and shit. You didn't know this? I swear, my wife showed it to me. There's like a, a thing going around. They're trying to get it. When they cook, it stinks it up. My man lives over there by you, too. In Oxmoor. 
It's a sewage thing. Neil. Neil, I'm not even joking. You think I'm joking? Across the street from your house, by across the street from Winchester, is where they're cooking all the weed brownies and stuff. Just thought I'd let you know that. If you smell something, that's what it is. It's not coal. Um, Garrett Nussmeyer. Um, really cool to see him bloom and blossom. I remember, that, you know, kid was 12 years old. He was like the kid that dominated the neighborhood in every sport. Um, best kid athlete I've ever seen. And uh, he, he balled out, man, so that was good. Um, I don't really have any games I want to talk about. On my side, I took a bunch of donk games. Um, Tulane, Central Florida. Um, I may or may not have had some inside information on that one. And you very clearly did. And that's one of the few I hit in college. Um, I tried you to. You knew that uh, Plumley wasn't going to be able to go. He went. He was just dinged up. He was ineffective. And also knew what was going on with the backup quarterback. He was transferring. Oh, and yeah. And that was his fifth game. Yeah. And he didn't want to play because it was going to make his fifth game, so they're going to have to go all the way to a true freshman. What would you think of that? Because you get it on one hand, and on the other hand, you're like, man, that's your team. Don't you got to step up for your team? I'm torn. I mean, I am too, but don't you have to step up for your team? I know more of the story, so I'm probably more on the kid's side on this one. This has got – there's some background in this one. Um, I'm probably leaning more towards the kid. I'll um, tell you what, Jalen Jackson would have stepped up for his team. I'm just telling you. Is that what you were doing, looking up who the backup quarterback was? No. I just all, all, <laughs> Mac, all Mac wide receiver. He would have stepped up for his team. There's no question about it. Um, There's no question in my mind. I mean, there is no question in my mind that – uh, Jose Ramirez would have stepped up for his team, no doubt, zero doubt. I think is from a coaching staff perspective. Mitchell Tomasek absolutely would have stepped up for his team. He would have even if if he, his leg was broken, he would have gone out there and punted for his team. There's, you know he's not on the team anymore, right? Look, he, he made the All Mac team. <laughs> I'm just testing you. Samson um, Evans absolutely would have stepped up for his team. I feel bad for uh, as a coaching staff, you got to know. Games, right? You got to know, okay, we got three, four, we're playing five. There were some probably situations where they could have put somebody else in the game. Instead of him. Yeah, yep. and could have saved yourself that problem. So, probably a collection of everything. Yeah. Um, all right, NFL. Uh, I remained – I got screwed for the first time all year. My under got smoked last night. Um, yeah, Dallas was, scored like 70 points. Yeah, 54-19. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they Dallas, under, Dallas beat you by, by themselves. Yeah, that's the first time on the podcast that that hasn't worked. It's the second time or third time all year that it hasn't worked for me all year. So it's been good to me. That that strategy probably won me this competition. Um, so I'm still going to do it. All right, let's talk real quick about uh, on the NFL before we get out of here. Oh, here's the NFL topic I want to talk about. All right. The first one I want to talk about, is our Cincinnati Bengals. That's the one I want to talk about. Okay, before we get into the football part, do you know that in the last 20 games that they've played, the Cincinnati Bengals are 17-3 and three against the spread? I did not know that. But I'll tell you what I did know is early this season when Joe Burrow was coming off of a ruptured appendix, not just an appendix that had to be removed, his actually ruptured inside his body, which creates problems. Allegedly. 
And he was not physically strong when the season started. Lost to Pittsburgh in a close game. Lost to Dallas in a close game. Could have easily won both of those games. Since then, they're 8-2. Joe Burrow looks pretty damn healthy right now. Couple he's other, good. A couple other things that have happened. No, no, he's not good. He's great. He's Tom Brady. Oh. Now, look, now, you just went straight from being the best in the league to the GOAT. Are you ready to put GOAT status? I'm ready to say that I think. Because there think, can only be one. I think there's a real chance, a real chance, that in 15 years we're talking about Tom Brady, I mean, uh, Joe Burrow being the GOAT. So you're, you think that Joe Burrow is has a better career path than Allen Mahomes? Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Is him? Who? Am I? I'm not missing anybody else in that no, category. No, it's those three. And they're all special. Don't, I'm not. I'm not ripping Patrick Mahomes. I'm better. Not ripping will Josh he have Allen. a better career than Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Because I think Aaron Rodgers is really the best. Rodgers has won the two Super Bowls. One. One. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if you put Aaron Rodgers with the tools that Tom Brady's had, he would have more. Probably so. I think but, he's the but best. Here's what I saw yesterday with Cincinnati. I saw Burrow make decisions on the fly that only incredibly football-savvy people make. Oh, yeah. I saw Joe Burrow play behind an offensive line that now busts their ass for him. Yeah. I watched him play without Joe Mixon. Which is a big – there's a big – I mean, he's good, but there's a huge drop-off. And Samaje Perrine's good. Like between Piran and Mixon, there's a big difference. But he's not Mixon. I watched them play without Mixon, and I watched them play with the Jamar Chase who, for as good as he was yesterday, and my God, he's a beast. He's not 100%. He's getting there. But you watch him, some of the throws that he makes, and the throw that nobody will talk about is the last throw. The third down throw at the end of the game when Patrick Mahomes is standing over there going, just give me the ball, give me one shot, give me one shot. And Burrow goes, no. And dude threads the needle through like a window pane that's about the size of a football. Yeah. Perfectly thrown ball. It was covered well. Ball game. Night, night. We're going to kneel on it. And I went, whoa. Whoa. It's a different deal, man. He his tight end Hurst goes gets hurt. Yeah, they just go to the backup. Um, Boyd drops a touchdown pass. Oh my gosh, you he don't says, drop those. He says nothing. His facial expressions are real quick. Oh my god, and then it quick caught it. He caught his own facial expression, knowing the camera's going to be on him. You mean he didn't cry? He didn't do anything. Oh, okay, he didn't do anything. He went over to the sideline, and I guarantee you, he said, "Hey." I'm coming back to you. I'm not and calling any quarterbacks out, but there's a quarterback, a particular quarterback that's really good that cried the other day that really, like, stop. Grow some nuts. Piss me off. Go ahead. But you, nope, not calling him out. But you get you get what I'm saying. No, I do. I no, mean, he's – no, he's, look, I'm a fan. He's, I, he's legit the deal. And then here's the part with Cincinnati that nobody – I realize I'm coming across like a homer, but I watch a lot of NFL. I watch more NFL than I do college. And the thing about – You got a shirt on. The You're thing about the Bengals right now is that defensively they're pretty good. Yeah. And they're one of the only teams in the NFL that sometimes make Mahomes look just really good and not great. This is three times in a row that they've kind of humaned, mortalized 
Patrick Mahomes. He's still great, and he's going to get his when you play against him. And you know that going in. You know Patrick Mahomes is going to get his because he's special. But they limit it. This is three times in a row they've beaten Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Twice at Arrowhead and now once – well, twice in Cincinnati and once at Arrowhead. They've, they've been able to do this. Yeah. I, the thing about Patrick Mahomes, and it, it's a fun game to watch. It's must-see TV, is – I find myself every because I'm usually I'm cheering for the Bengals or cheer for the Bills because long story short my kids love the Chiefs and so I had to pull against them every single time the ball leaves his hand Patrick Mahomes like I I feel it's gonna be a completion sure and it's like when it's incomplete you're like oh shit somebody else screwed up um and he probably doesn't get enough credit he deserves because his talent level around him he doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore. And he's got Travis Kelsey, who is a beast in his own right. But he's got a bunch of just above-average players. He doesn't have an elite dude. It's kind of like – it's kind of scary. They're going for this – try, they tried to replace Tyreek Hill. You can't replace him. Um, he's – you know, besides, he just doesn't have the help. And I hope they don't treat him like they do Aaron Rodgers, where you take a guy's talent for granted and you feel like, oh, we can go get cheap and around him. Um, but he's good. But I'm with you. Bengals pretty good. All right, Jimmy G gets hurt yesterday. Does that change your outlook on the 49ers? Yeah. Um, still was a nice win for them, but that's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Dude, Brock Purdy came in and – He did. He looked really, really good. Um, he did, but he doesn't – I don't know that he's got the season upside that they had with Garoppolo. But hear me out on this. Do you have to be – with everything they have, do you have to be – I mean, because the NFC's down a little bit, right? They're good enough on defense. They're good enough in the running game. They got a good O line. They're good at tight end. I don't know how down. The NFC might be down, but I, I'll tell you who's not down. Did you watch Philly yesterday? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, sometimes you just sort of know what you're looking at. Yeah. And here we are. It's December now. Who beat Philly? No, who beat them? Somebody, the Giants beat them? Who beat them? I can't remember who. Who beat them? They, they, but they're eleven and one. Yeah, and it's December, and now's the time that you really start noticing teams. I mean, you know, teams, teams peak. Yeah, yeah they lost to Washington. Um, they look like a Super Bowl team. They they look the part of a Super Bowl team. Philly does in the, much the same way that in the AFC there are three teams that I think are Super Bowl teams, and I'll be honest, I think the Chiefs are the third of those three teams. All right, you got to pick right NFC, now in the AFC. Who in the NFC, it? I've got one team that looks like a Super Bowl team. I got three that look like they could win a Super Bowl. No, get to a Super Bowl. Okay, I don't think any of those three are going to win the Super Bowl. By the way, see, I think Philly could win a Super Bowl. All right, so you got Philly versus the Bills. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Bills, but if you told me that Philly won the game, I could make an argument for how it happens. Yeah, I mean it's a pro game, but. If you told me Philly versus the Bengals, who am I taking? I'm taking the Bengals because I think they're going to outscore them. But if you told me that Philly won the game, I'm not surprised. Same with Kansas City. But if you give me an NFC, another NFC team, Dallas, Minnesota, and you tell me they're playing one of those three teams, I'm like, it's a blowout. In a Dude, I'm Bowl. telling you right now, I don't know why. I'm starting to, I'm starting to believe a little bit in the uh, Cowboys. Well, they're, they're exceptional on defense. They just, I, I'm going to have to. And and they've got two running backs now, and the, and, and the other one's terrific. Pollard's yeah, terrific. Pollard, 
There's some one-two punch. But I got to see. And they're doing this with no receivers. I got to see. I'm not trying to pile on Dak Prescott here, but I've got to see Dak Prescott do it in a playoff game. In prime time, yeah. Because he's yet to do it in a playoff game. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And we're talking about, on the other side, we're talking about dudes that have done it in a playoff game. Yeah, I think the three teams for me are the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Eagles. That I think all any three of those can represent. Um, Even without Garoppolo. I do. Because I don't think you have to win. I don't think they need – They have, the talent is so good around him. They're so physical. They're so well coached. Scheme's really good. Debo Samuel is a dude, and dudes should be oh, – sure. he's one of the best players in the league and sure. nobody talks about. You got Bosa. He's healthy, coming off the edge. Like, dude, you can't block the guy. Right. You can't block the guy. Um, and it's kind of like what Purdy did yesterday, dude. Just hand the ball off. Every once in a while, throw, throw a bender to, to Kittle and – Hand it to Debo, throw a screen. I think they can protect him. But here's what I'll be interested in. I don't know if you saw this today. Baker Mayfield cut today. Cut, released by the Carolina Panthers. Do you pick up the phone? If you're if you're San Francisco, do you bring Baker Mayfield in? Because he's cut. To be my quarterback or to be my backup to Purdy? I mean, you going to play Brock Purdy before you're going to play Baker Mayfield? I mean, what's Baker done? Baker's not as bad as what everybody – Okay, fine, but what's he done? A lot more than Brock Purdy. Didn't do anything in Carolina. Well, I mean, who has? I mean, they look, got rid of. They if, get, you're, if you're them, yeah, you've got to you've, you've got to go explore the quarterback market, and if he's on it, I guess you go get him. Because who's but, your running but back? I, now? But I've got to bring him in. Going, hey, look, man, this can't be. This you can't come in and be a sideshow. You can't come in and be a distraction. You've got to come in as team guy, day one. But he hasn't been a he hasn't been a distraction, has he? I don't I don't know. I'm just telling yeah. you. I, to what you're saying is if if. If we're getting to the Super Bowl in San Francisco, right, if we're figuring out a way to get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be the quarterbacks just kind of managing games. Yeah. I got I to gotta know that you're, that you're good with managing games. Yeah, and that's a very difficult system, what he does. Um, but, look, I, I don't know. I like – I kind of – I'm on the – I know I'm in the minority on this. I like Baker Mayfield. Um, his his knock is he was at he was at uh, Cleveland and they kind of just were like eh, but they've been eh with whoever. I mean, it does, it, nobody's going in Cleveland and like oh shit, glad we got rid of that Mayfield guy. Um, I mean, you realize you hit you almost hit a uh, the over almost hit in your game yesterday where there was only one offensive touchdown scored in the game. I mean, there's just they're not doing a whole lot. Um, and then uh, the last one that I think is going there's a big one. Lamar Jackson gets hurt yesterday. Yeah, it was big. Like, that may be it. That may be it for them. Because, dude, you can't – you can't he's, he can't sit in the pocket and do all that stuff. He's got to move around. And then hitting perfect timing, like I said in the podcast on Thursday, better watch out for them Los Angeles Raiders. Don't let them sneak in. Las Vegas Raiders. What I say, Los Angeles? Because we're going to we're going to see them. We're going to go see them play the yeah. Patriots. Like, dude, they're starting to get. Ever since we had the Derek Carr cry on camera incident, they're undefeated. Um, they're playing well. Devontae Adams is playing out of his mind. Um, dude, they're starting to find their groove a little bit, and if they and they can find a way in the, you know, they got a. They have to find a way. Hey, look up real quick and see what division games the uh, Raiders have left. Raiders, I think, are going to sneak in there, and they're going to be a problem for somebody in the first round. I'm going to tell you, the reason that the Raiders are getting this done. <laughs> I saw you typing, so go ahead. It's because of Max Crosby. 
You know where Max Crosby went? I heard he went to Eastern Michigan. He went to Eastern Michigan. Six foot five, 255 pounds of just raw terror. And it, but, but off the field, a humanitarian of the highest order. <laughs> he is now. He's a changed man. He's done, he's done well off the field lately. Coffeyville, Texas. All the way to Ypsilanti, Michigan. That's a pretty good track from Coffeyville, Texas to Ypsilanti. Second team all pro. Oh, he's a beast. Went to the Pro Bowl. Huh? Yeah. Rams win. Patriots will be there. Don't sleep on the Steelers. I told you, Neil. No, you're right. Ooh. Ooh. Last two weeks are going to decide their fate. What's their record? They're five and seven now. Yes, they're five and. Yeah. Five. Yes. What do you think it takes now? Nine or ten? For them, uh, nine might get it done. Yeah, because the, they're going to kill each other. All right, last thing before we get out of here. Saints at the Buccaneers tonight. And as my man Vibin says, the New Orleans Aints are at the Buccaneers tonight, minus three. Um, I've already placed my wager on this game. I bought a half a point, and I took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus two and a half for minus 120. Bought a half a point. So – I got the Bucks minus two and a half tonight, buying a half a point at home. They got a win tonight, man. And everybody's active. I bet that line's already moved. Everybody's everybody they thought was not going to play is going to play. Buccaneers have to win this game. And the Saints are going to put us to sleep with their offensive performance tonight. The Saints need Taylor Powell. All right, let's go. Let's give let's give the Eastern Michigan. I just did. Done. Get let's give them the, your best pitch. What do you got? I'm saving that for later. You saving that one for later? Yeah, I got I got some conversations to be had. So Neil, the road to Boise is over. You have to go shirtless. Not in, shirtless in uh, Boise. <laughs> not, not going shirtless. All right. So what did you have to say? You, you said that you were going to save it to the end. What did you have to say about? Did I I, I change the rules or something? Yes, you changed the rules. We're we're going we're going to dive into that. We got we got the shirt already ordered. Shirts ordered. So are you excited? Uh, I have I have I have a strategy that I'm, I'm working on. A couple couple thoughts that I'm there's there's ways not around it, but there's ways to survive it. I'm going to dress as obnoxiously warm as I can. Okay. It's going to be cold, by the way. I know. Have you seen the the advanced forecast? I have looked at the advanced forecast a few times. Is Boise saved on your phone as it a is. okay? One hundred percent. Are you going to take two bags? On the plane because of all of your warm stuff, you're gonna to try to, you're gonna to try uh, to pack. No, I'll, I'll, I'll be in one one suitcase. Are you gonna be putting hand warmers in your underwear? Uh, probably not underwear. <laughs> I'll have it in pockets, in gloves, probably inside gloves. Shoes. We can do gloves. Yeah. Wear gloves on the original. The the no, just, no jackets, no jackets, no no hoodies. That those that that I've gone back and watched the tape. Oh, you have jackets, you? no hoodies. That's all we agreed to. I thought it was just a short sleeve shirt. Mm-mm. No jackets, no hoodies. Ah, <sighs> it's it's Lane's fault. It is absolutely Lane's fault. He should have to suffer through this. He hates cold weather. I don't really hate cold weather. He hates it. Yeah, but you you like you talk about how much you love winter. Now's your chance but to see, love it I back. Can, if I can get on the sideline, right? Number one, I can keep moving. 
Okay. That's, that's, that's step one. Keep moving. Because I was like, well, the players aren't wearing sleeves. Yeah, they're running up and down the field over and over and over. Got to keep moving. But, you know, look, I, I, I can be a very active cheerleader. Ask, ask anybody ask anybody at Oxford Soccer who's one of the loudest, supportive, not, not obnoxious, loudest, supportive parents out there. It's your boy. <laughs> and I can take that energy and pour it into Eastern Michigan on a nice, crisp afternoon in Boise. We can, we can add a title, the famous Potato Bowl championship to a great season. I'll be there to support. That's it. I'll wear my jersey, and I'll support. Seems fair. I, I think it is. I will protest, as I promised. I will protest the unethical treatment of potatoes. What's the shirt say? Yeah, potatoes have feelings, they too. absolutely do. That has to be visible. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'll make sure that that is We've seen. got the potato log deal. we got a rain logo. we got the road to Boise. Is that yeah. on there? No, I'll I'm planning on that. I thought we were going to design this thing today, but our man Cole has already designed it and sent it off. Okay. So, doing it here in town? All right. This is going to be great. Yeah, I mean, the question is, are you going to leave Tyler in the stands? I, I don't really care what happens with Tyler at the game. He can go sit at the top row. He can do whatever. I mean, that's up to him. I'm, I'll be I'm, somewhere very warm. That's all I know. The one negative to being on the field is that uh, – I've never been to the stadium, so I don't know like what the access is to the hot cocoa line and things of that nature. But there will probably be multiple trips to the concession stands over the course, it, provided the concession stands feel like they're warmer. I even inquired into because it wasn't against the rules. I inquired into access to one of the uh, the, the tents huh. that's that's warmed, but it's it's a little. Costly. Brian says no long sleeves was part of the agreement. It was not. I've gone back and watched the tape. <laughs> But look, I'm, I, I, I got some plans. You order XL, by the way, T-shirt, good. Probably going to be going over something. <laughs> um, <laughs> you boys spent a little money to avoid some of the agony. That's, uh, Are you – Got a nice scarf coming. Is Laura, is Laura happy about it? Uh, Laura has just informed me that if I come back with pneumonia, that she's going to be kind of pissed. That's, that's her deals. Don't be an idiot. All right, we need to have like a safe word in case you get like sick. You don't, you don't have a safe word? No, I'll, I'll be fine. Like what I'm not going to do, because I got to be careful about this, because I have read about like how long, you know, you got to be smart. Like I don't want to do like a four-hour tailgate out in the cold without. Yes. No. But if I do that, I, 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 I'm bundling up pregame. Not gonna be. I'm not. Gotta, gonna, I'm not gonna go get my body temperature super cold and then strip down. Like they don't do the the players that are playing with the sleeves, they're warm before they go out. What about what I mean? like you just start yelling banana, 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 and we'll we'll get you. Like, what's your safe word gonna be? Uh, I'll be fine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna get through it. We'll survive it. It'll be fun. I I, I got to figure out a way to keep moving. I just don't. I don't. Moving wanna, is the key thing. I just don't want to take your ass to the hospital. In Boise. Well, no, oh, it won't. It won't be that. It's got to. You got to keep moving. All that's right. the. That's the key thing. I've noticed that, like at the Oxford soccer games, when you just sit in the stands and you just sit, <laughs> and you sit and you sit, that's when you start getting really cold, and then you get stiff. So you got to keep moving, keep the blood moving. So that's yep. one another reason 
I'll be I'll be Mr. Energy on the sideline, you know. He said that uh, Austin says that the safe word should be by the administration. Oh, that's true. Or I love mask. Give me a mask. <laughs> Give me a mask. <laughs> Booster shot. Isn't it funny? You don't worry about your face getting all that cold. You worry about like just your upper body getting cold. Oh, dude, I'm so soft to the cold. Look, I, I don't, I don't deal well with the cold. So I'm glad it. I was not worried about losing as much as I was about freezing. So it's 27 degrees and a 25 percent chance of snow, but it's still 10 days out. That forecast could change a lot. Would it be crazy if we're in the middle of a damn blizzard out there? That would be epic, and I would love every second so of it. So how are we going to get? Because we're not going to be able to do a show, obviously, during the game. You're going you're gonna to social media stuff out. Yeah, you can do it live from the live from the uh, Twitter account. You can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we'll have a good time with it. Oh yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> we'll have a good time. I, 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 I'm going to have some fun with it. Um, but I'll yeah follow up McCrady Siski. Yep, Twitter. That's where you'll go live. We'll put this everywhere. We have it on Instagram, TikTok. If you want to see everybody pick on Neil every week. They blast you on TikTok. Just random people just just blast you on That's TikTok. Okay. I mean, TikTok's not my my favorite my one. Was some dude was blasting us this past week when you like you picked the Forty ers and I picked the Dolphins, and they're like, "You're not going to win that pick." <laughs> Who are you talking about, boss? Because you picked. So they just go in there and just randomly blast you. TikTok is like nothing but trolls. It's a random no show for the Dolphins, by the way. If you're a Dolphins fan, that's almost a little alarming. It's kind of a random. Tua, Random notion. Did you watch the game? Uh, I didn't. I was, Tua, watching, I was watching Cincinnati. First play of the game, first play, 75 yards out the gate. The RPO hits the same go. That was it. And Tua was missing throws he doesn't miss. Like, he, he look, he's usually very accurate. That's yeah. his thing. Yeah. I'm talking about easy throws. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back uh, on – I don't – I don't. I don't want to commit to a schedule this week. Full disclosure: the the uh, Clark Ford Studios are getting a major uh, renovation come Thursday mid morning is when okay. that's starting. So uh, I don't know what the rest of this week looks like. We'll try to bring you another one of these because I need. To, if, if this Eastern Michigan thing doesn't work out, I got to campaign my boys in San Jose. <laughs> so I mean, anyway, we'll uh, we'll get back to you at some point. We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. They're also big, big part of making our trip to Vegas and Boise happen. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. So for Tyler, I'm Neil. We'll be back um, later in the week at some point. We'll keep you updated on social media when that is. So until then, uh, take care. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.